Escape from a Separatist prison. Carrying information about secret routes into the heart of the Republic and Separatist homeworlds, Jedi Master Evan Peel was captured and imprisoned in a fortress known as the Citadel. Leading an elite strike team, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker rescued Master Peel and his officers. Now the Jedi have split up to evade Separatist forces as they attempt to escape the Citadel. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 123rd Citadel Escaping episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for joining us. For <laughs> Good lord. Thank you so much for checking out the small independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here. The best way to reach out to us is, of course, social media, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. And please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this show. With all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Hope you had another nice weekend. Uh, if, you're, if you're on the East Coast, I hope it's not too frigid and freezing and snowy and cold. Um, I can't say the same is going on out here, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Just hope everyone's doing well. We're here to talk about more Star Wars stuff. We're here to get back into Star Wars, the Clone Wars rewatch Mondays. And, um, you know... We're just having a good time being Star Wars fans right now. You know, we're, we're riding the highs of the Book of Boba Fett. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think I've made a similar comment in the past uh, during, during the run of the, of the Mandalorian. You know, uh, and it seemed like for a while that with the Mandalorian, uh, people were, people uh, on, with, with social media feeds were at least attempting to give people a little bit of time. Uh, to 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 watch the shows before they started posting uh, spoilery kind of pictures uh, from from the, that week's episode. Now I, I've sort of wondered if if maybe because the Mandalorian was coming out on Fridays, that like a, a simple weekend moratorium um, was a lot easier for people to manage. You know, I was like, oh well, the Mandalorian came out on Friday. I can I can wait till Monday to post something again. But now with the Book of Boba Fett coming out on Wednesdays. Uh, it doesn't seem like that is the case at all, and I've been rather surprised by the amount of um, you, 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 spoiler. Maybe a strong word, but you know, if you don't want to see something from the episode, like if your schedule is such that you can't watch the show uh, until like Wednesday evening or, or possibly Thursday, because maybe you have like a crazy job situation or you're just busy, 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 
and you don't have time to to appreciate the way you want to, uh, it's got to be a little disheartening that to, to know that you can't go on social media right now, uh, especially if if you follow a lot of different Star Wars pages. Um, it bums me out. I, I was really surprised by the amount of, of images I see popping up as early as Thursday morning. Uh, and gosh, actually, I think even Wednesday Wednesday evening, I had seen a bunch of stuff uh, from that from that from that day's episode come out. I just was like, again, I, again, maybe spoilers not the right word. Um, you know, it's not like the reveal of, of Baby Yoda, you know, it, like we're not talking like that level. But again, if you don't want to see something, you basically just have to put your phone down. You can't you can't go on anything because uh, people are just posting too, too quickly. And that really bums me out. Uh, I, I can assure anyone listening to this podcast that that uh, that is not the way in which we, we do things over here. Um, we, we wait at least through the weekend, which means with the Book of Boba Fett, um, we're waiting even longer than we did with the Mandalorian, and again, I've actually shied away from even posting anything, uh, just because I do, I do have friends that I know who can't watch it um, as quickly as I can. You know, some friends uh, who have kids, they wait until it, for it to be like Friday nights, so like they're they're a big Friday night thing, is to watch Boba Fett and Star Wars and 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 all that stuff, and so it just you know whatever, it just made more sense to like, hey, watch the show. You want the spoilers? Come to the podcast. We'll have all the spoilers here for you. We'll talk all about it in depth. So, just sort of my comment, my observation on, on some of the stuff I've been seeing. That's just strange. I don't know how you all feel about it. I mean, again, if you're listening to this podcast, odds are you're watching the Boba Fett, like, the day of, right? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just just sort of rambling at this point. <laughs> all right, well, listen, let's talk about our episode. We're here. We are in the, we are in the middle of the Citadel trilogy in Star Wars The Clone Wars from Season 3. Uh, and this is a fairly significant episode here in the middle chapter. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of things happening here. Um, it's it's even sort of a, I don't know. It's just it's gonna be a lot to process. We got lots of things to kind of hit on. A lot of things to talk about. With this episode, this is Counterattack Season Three, Episode Nineteen. Original air date was March Fourth, Two Thousand Eleven. Our plot for this week: The Jedi and their troops have split up to safeguard the vital information, but find that getting out of the Citadel is even harder than getting in. And that makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? Uh, our director for this week's episode is Brian O'Connell, with, an, with the episode again being written by Matt Mishnovitz. Our main cast, James Arnold Taylor, is Obi-Wan Kenobi, Aussie Sobek, Plo Koon, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker, Matthew Woods is the Battle Droids and the Commando Droids, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka Tano, and K2B4. Uh, Steven Stanton is Tarkin, D. Bradley Baker is the Clone Troopers, Blair Bess as Evan Peel, Tom Kane is the narrator, Corey Burton is Count Dooku, Terrence T.C. Carson is Mace Windu. Uh, our Jedi Fortune Cookie for this week. Anything that can go wrong will. And boy does it in this one. Just a... Uh, mm, uh, listen, the Citadel is a, is a fortification that is near impregnable they got in getting out even harder because again this is they talked about it in the in the in that first part how it was sort of designed to be like a prison for uh for for jedi you know jedi go to the dark you know it's supposed to be able to contain and hold powerful beings uh and make that make it so that it was unescapable and uh we'll see we'll talk about it we'll get to the part of it in the episode where tarkin really admires the uh the construction of the building and, and the, the the difficulty of escaping it and that doesn't go well for Ahsoka. Ahsoka's not a fan of that at all. But, you know, we know Tarkin. Tarkin is a uh, he's a man with a plan. He's got a grand vision, and he sees the Citadel as being something, a resource he could use. 
and uh, you know, very, very interesting stuff. Let's go ahead, and let's get into this week's episode again. This is Counterattack, Season 3, Episode 19 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So it's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. An incursion team attempted a rescue, but the situation is taken care of. Are you in possession of the information the prisoner is carrying? Not yet, but we will soon have it. You are aware that this information will tip the scale of the war to the side that controls it. Perhaps this is a matter that requires my presence. No, my lord. Find them, Commander. Get the information. Then kill them all. So there you heard it. That's uh, Count Dooku and Ossie Sobek talking about the situation, and Dooku once again threatening his subordinates. Uh, what happens next, I also really, really enjoy, as uh, <laughs> Ossie Sobek goes to threaten one of his subordinates, who happens to be a droid, but that does not stop Ossie Sobek from choking this droid out and making threats. So let's go ahead and listen to that real quick. Don't ever surprise me with the transmission from Cal Dooku. I need time to prepare. Yes, Commander. And again, that's a little hard to see. Yeah, obviously, it's hard to see if you're not watching the show. But <laughs> Sobek grabs that droid by the throat and <laughs> picks it up and throws it up against the wall. Pretty wild stuff, that Sobek guy. I don't think he realizes that droids don't breathe. And that's uh, maybe not as threatening as he may have thought it to be. But yeah, this episode gets up to some, some really crazy shenanigans. Uh, we have our two teams, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Tarkin there in the tunnels. You got Obi-Wan, uh, Master Peel in the ducks of the Citadel. Uh, and that's when they encounter a, a probe droid. And, and uh, well, actually, before we talk about the probe droid, we should also mention that R2 is, is uh, headed up the escape part of this plan, right? He's got his three uh, battle droids that he's in command of, the ones that have, been, uh, have that, that painted blue on them. You know, so that's more like, more like R2's team, right? So that's pretty fun. And, and okay, so then this is when Master Peel's team encounters a probe droid. And we get to see Master Peel kind of spring into action. You know, he's got that smaller frame, uh, and he, he like, just bounces like a, like, a, like a, I don't know, like a crazy bouncy thing. Just up, 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 up into the shaft there, the maintenance shaft in which they're hiding to take a swipe at that probe droid before he can get away. Uh, does he get it all? We're not quite sure. But then all of a sudden the security doors start closing in. And what happens next? A clone trooper gets cut in half in this episode. Woo! You do not want to be a clone trooper in this episode. It does not go well for you in, in many, many levels. And, you know, that's one element that we haven't talked about too much uh, from this season. It's sort of like the, the escalation of... I say the escalation of violence, but I do not mean that in, in sort of a... Um, in, in, in the negative. Like, oh, the violence in the show appalls me. No, no, no. No, no, no. It just seems that... Um, the show has sort of settled in, and when we're telling stories of, of the war, uh, we're also seeing the cost of the war, you know, and a lot more clone troopers are, are paying the price uh, for being being engaged in this conflict. And and we see that, especially in this episode, that poor clone trooper just cut in half. It made me think of, that's it's kind of a Star Wars thing, right? Like getting cut in half, losing limbs. Uh, <laughs> one of those kind of recurring themes. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, you see that throughout the remainder of, of these two episodes with the Citadel. If you're, especially, there's, there's, there's a moment in the third episode where you're just like, ow, that is, that is not a good way to go. Not a good way. Not that getting cut in half is any better, but holy smokes. Holy smokes. All right, let's talk about 
uh, our, our good friend, <laughs> our good friend Moff Tarkin. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit about it, his uh, admiration for the Citadel, and he's going to share this appreciation with Ahsoka Tano, who does not share these sentiments. And it's, uh, I don't know. Again, there's a, there's a certain element to this this conversation that is, uh, again, it shows a lot of what Tarkin's inter- internal thoughts on the Jedi are. And Anakin's aware of that, too, and, and they kind of get to that later. I can't remember if it's in this episode or if it's in the next episode. Um, but, well, I'll go through my notes and find out. But, yeah, uh, we start to see the beginning of Anakin and Tarkin uh, as sort of comrades, right? Comrades in arms, similar outlooks on how to handle the war, how to win the war. And, and a lot of that begins to take shape in these, these Citadel episodes where they're, where they're first introduced to each other. So let's, 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 talk, let's listen to Tarkin uh, explain to Ahsoka why the Citadel is so impressive. I am beginning to admire the design of this fortress. It's rather formidable to evade. How can you admire such a horrible place? Ah, you reveal your short-sightedness. This ordeal only demonstrates how effective facilities like the Citadel are. Pity it ended up in separatist hands, and not ours. He has a point. Meanwhile, back on course on Jedi Masters, Mace Windu, Yoda, and uh, Plo Koon, excuse me, and Sasi Ting are, are meeting up to discuss their modern situation. They've received a communique about the two teams, where their extraction points are, and uh, what the plan is going to be. The question is then asked, what happens if things do not go according to plan? Uh, And that's when we're given the information that will come in handy down the road, that if their plans for extraction, if Obi-Wan and Anakin's extraction plans do not work out, the Jedi are going to have to send in a fleet to get them out of there, because that's that's how fortified, that's how dug in the separatists are at the citadel and on that on that on the on the planet there, uh, which the citadel is located. And uh, again, that a bit of foreshadowing going on there. Real quick, I do have to talk about one thing: <laughs> Aussie Sobek's droid. Uh, we didn't talk about it in the last episode, but I it, it, I really meant to. <laughs> I really meant to, and I got to mention it in this episode. Um, the the purple and gold Lakers color droids in this episode. I don't know why that rings so funny to me. I, it just feels like. Oh, somebody on, on, on this uh, on the show is a big Lakers fan, and they wanted to sneak in some droid colors. You know, I mean, you have so many uh, uh, mixed colors, so many color palettes on the droids, on different units, on different uh, you know clone units, and, and stuff like that. So, like, why not start working in your, in your favorite team sport, your favorite sports team's colors as well? So, yeah, the Lakers colors amuse me quite a bit in this one. Uh, at this point, we're gonna go back to um, we're gonna get, catch back up with with Ahsoka. And her squad, we find out that Tarkin's not really enjoying being led by a Padawan, uh, a, a child, in his words. Um, you know, Anakin's led, Anakin's peeled off to take up the flank at this point. So Tarkin's having this conversation with Rex. And Rex, Rex is like, hey, she's a good kid. I trust her. We've been in a lot of battles together. And Tarkin seems to take that information uh, with, a, with a lot of salt. A lot of salt. He does not seem to see it. He doesn't seem to have the same respect for the Jedi that many of the others do. And again, that will be talked about, and we will talk about it here on this episode of the show. Ahsoka then reveals herself uh, a little bit here as well, because she doesn't seem to know what the plan is, right? They come around the corner, and it's a dead end. And she that's how she 
uh, perceives it, and she thinks that's that. Like, this is it. Anakin, when Anakin returns after cutting up some more droids, he says, hey, well, if you're really part of the plan, if Master Plo sent you here, why don't you know to blow up the wall that it's, you know, hollow and on the other side is our escape route? So Ahsoka's sort of put into a position here, uh, again, of, of, you know, crashing this mission because she wanted to go and that was that and she made up her mind she was going to make it happen and she's kind of been deceitful about it right she lied she said master plo put me on this and you know this this does this continues to take shape over the course of the, the remaining two episodes but ahsoka does show her value in here you know even though she's made a mistake here she springs into action she plants the detonators to blow the wall up and then she uses two more thermal detonators to blow up the commando droids that are that are pinning down her her team so you know, again, she's showing her value, but the that sort of defiant streak in Ahsoka that's that that she's learning clearly from learning from from Anakin, uh, really coming into play here in in this episode in in this Citadel arc. So now R2's team, his team of droids, they're going to be in the shuttle. They're going to the landing platform where they're supposed to pick up Obi Wan's team. Now we talked about it on last week's episode, sort of like the 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 sort of the innate flaw in in this in this trilogy is is sort of this part of the plan, right? Like, they get permission to land at the Citadel, and they don't. They, they stop short so they can drop off the team. And now, you know, after, some, after a, a, a big amount of time has passed, uh, since being granted permission and then finally landing, uh, they, they're calling attention to themselves, right? Like, this isn't covert. There's nothing covert about this. Uh, you know, if, if, if you're going to do this sort of plan, like, I don't think you just get to park there on, on, the, on the, shuttle, the shuttle bay or the shuttle uh, pad, and wait for Obi-Wan to show up. Like, Obi-Wan needs to be there. It needs to be quick, 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 quick. There needs to be speed here. So when they find the purple Laker droid uh, waiting for them and, and, and calling R2-D2 a traitor because it's like, what do, what do you know? You're overdue. You were expected to arrive here. And and then, again, the, the way this all kind of takes place, it's like it, it's an unfortunate aspect of the plan, right? Now again, it's a TV show. I understand you want you want different moments of attention. You got to have the plan not work. Your Jedi fortune cookie. Anything that can go wrong will. I mean, that comes into play here, right? You know, the the, the strategy droid uh, is 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 well aware of what's going on and has linked the ship and the and the the insurgents together, right? The, the infiltration team together, and you know, you, again, like the conclusions are are obvious. So it's not a great plan. It's 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 re- relying on the stupidity of others, <laughs> and that doesn't work in this case. And what happens is is a really big battle with a really big consequence. And we're going to talk about it in a second after we play this little snippet of Obi Wan and uh, Ossie Sobek getting into it with each other as as you know Ossie being showing himself to be quite the strategist uh, because he will use the shuttle as bait to lure the Jedi and, and the clone troopers out so that they can be recaptured. Check it out. Anakin. I must commend you on your escape tactics. But in the end, it was easy to predict your every move. So Anakin seems moving forward with their plan. They're into the, the, the that that tunnel, the maintenance tunnel. He tells the clone war tr- uh, the clone troopers that they have to lock down their weapons. The slightest electronic spark could ignite the entire tunnel. 
And uh, uh, Tarkin asks Anakin the question, like, well, make sure to tell the droids that. Or has anyone told the droids that? Because uh, he, you know, yeah, very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. But let's go back to Obi-Wan's capture. Obi-Wan, Master Peel, captured. And they're, they're, they're meeting with Ozzy Sobek. Let's, talk, let's check this one out. Welcome back. I must say, you're not at all what I pictured. The summon was such a soft voice. I want your half of the information. Give it to me now, or I'll start executing your men. This is war, Sobek. We're all prepared to die to protect that intel. <laughs> really? We have located the other group. All right, so we'll pause it there because, yes, that was what you heard. That was Selbeck executing a clone trooper right in the face with a blaster. Uh, and again, if you're a clone trooper, these three episodes are not kind to you, and it doesn't get any better <laughs> as the episode shakes out. So from that moment, the this is when R2's team will spring into action, and they're able to recover Obi-Wan's team, get them free so they can attempt another escape from the Citadel. Meanwhile, we're going to go back into the tunnels now with uh, uh, Anakin and Tarkin having a bit of a conversation that I thought was worth sharing with you guys. So check it out here. How much longer are we going to wander through this tunnel in the dark? Captain Tarkin, haven't you learned to trust me by now? You may have earned my trust, General Skywalker, but my faith in your comrades is still lacking. You lack faith in the Jedi. I find their tactics ineffective. The Jedi Code prevents them from going far enough to achieve victory, to do whatever it takes to win. The very reason why peacekeepers should not be leading a war. Have I offended you? No. I've also found that we sometimes fall short of victory because of our methods. Well, I see we agree on something. So very interesting stuff right there. And it's... it's it, it makes me ask myself, I, I begin to wonder, and, and it's one of those things I wish we had gotten to see more of, uh, whether through uh, flashbacks with, in, or, or st more, more stuff with, between them during the, during the Clone Wars series or in a book or whatever. I really would have loved to have seen more of the way that Chancellor Palpatine has sort of influenced Anakin throughout his developmental period, right? Like, you, you, you do have to sort of wonder, like, when did Anakin get to, like, these, these, this, this, this way of thinking, this, this, this train of thought? Or has it always been that way? But I suspect that there has to be have been like some fires of doubt stoked by Chancellor Palpatine, right? We've seen enough hints of that in the films and in the series to show that like Chancellor Palpatine does have a fair amount of influence over the way Anakin thinks about certain things. So I would have liked to have seen that more fully in some in some level, and I still would if if uh, Disney Disney Press and and Luke, you know Lucasfilm if they wanted to do a book. That kind of chronicled more of of a young Anakin, you know, growing up with under the influence of Chancellor Palpatine. I mean, that would be uh, to me. I think that'd be really fascinating stuff uh, because Anakin does think. And again, this could be Anakin's own train of thought, but we know the machinations of Palpatine, right? So we have to consider it. You know, there are plenty of other Jedi's that we have seen in 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 Star Wars: The Clone Wars, in some of the expanded universe books. You know, maybe it's not all canon anymore, but there were plenty of Jedi who doubted this this war who doubted their the jedi's role in this war and that's always been a fun element to me that like and uh, that 
you know, the, the Jedi just didn't go. Not every single Jedi went along with him, became a general in in the Grand Army of the Republic. No, no, no. There was there was much discussion and, and disagreement between Jedi's about what to do with the Clone Wars. And again, I mentioned it. It's it's sort of interesting timing because a lot of that's coming up again uh, as I'm reading the Star Wars uh, High Republic books. It's a very different sort of engagement, but there there's a lot of talk in in the books, uh, particularly the Out of the Shadows from Justina Ireland. Uh, where, where they're talking about the Jedi's role in a, in a, in a Republic-led war and, and how, as peacekeepers, they should not be involved. If that's a matter for, between the politicians and, and the governing bodies. The Jedi should not be uh, holding hands with the Republic in those sort of situations. So it's interesting to see, looking back, you know, those are like 150, 200 years before these events. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see how the Jedi and the Republic were then and how they've changed and, and become more uh, blended together by the time of the fall of the Republic here in the Clone Wars. So just, again, a little bit more food for thought if you're... And I'm sure you're seeing the same things if you're reading the, the High Republic novels. They, they definitely are, they do a little bit of a... I don't know if it's foreshadowing, but they, they, they definitely start to highlight and underscore uh, the flaws in the Jedi thinking at the time of the Clone Wars. So interesting stuff there. All right, so now we enter the big action-packed uh, finale of the episode, basically. Anakin's team, as they come out of the tunnel, under fire. They manage to escape that, and it's time to meet up. Backup plan, right? Because there's going to be no extraction point because there's no shuttle there, right? So they got to go fall back to Obi-Wan's position so they can be extracted together. So that's exactly what happens. The two teams come back together. They're under heavy fire as, as Sobek's forces are closing in around them to make sure they can't escape. And let's go ahead and check in as the leaders, the various... Uh, men of power <laughs> in the, in this scenario uh, have a bit of a conversation about what to do next, and uh, let's see that none of them really agree and see eye to eye. Big surprise. Sorry, I'm late. How nice of you to join us. The ship is surrounded. We need to launch a full forward assault and take that vessel. We may have a bigger problem. Those turrets. If we don't take them out, they will use them to destroy the shuttle and prevent our escape. Which is precisely why we should get aboard that shuttle and use the weapon systems to decimate those droids. Whatever we're gonna do, we better do it fast. So it gets crazy from here. We got all kinds of stuff. We got battle droids arriving on, stapes, uh, on, the, on the little stapes. Uh, Anakin jumping on board, grabbing one. You got air to com air ground to air combat, air to air combat. Everything's happening all around them. This, the, the, the battle is in full swing it's just it's just crazy non-stop stuff right then you get a commando droid he's gonna take control of the turret time to blow up the shuttle right can't let them can't let the jedi escape and and the clones making making a heroic play and a, a, a pivotal moment for something that will pay out down the road so let's go ahead and listen to this sequence because i had actually forgotten this was the episode in which this happened uh so yeah i'm just gonna play it and we're gonna talk about it but here it goes this is our only chance we've got to stop him Look out! We have to go now. Oh, and there it is. The death of Echo. Supposedly... Okay, yeah, we know not really. Uh, Echo will make his triumphant return in Season 7. But a, a fairly big moment in the show uh, for, for a clone that we've spent so much time with 
through the course of these three seasons thus far. And yeah, and this was like the big turning point episode for him. Uh, as, as he goes to make the play, he, makes, he wants to make the hero move. He sees an opportunity. Uh, but that commando droid blasts him real good. Destroys the shuttle, destroys him. Uh, the explosion does kill the commando droid in the turret, allowing his comrades, Echo's comrades to escape. Um, but it is a significant loss. And again, one of it, this isn't one of the rando clones that, that accompanies the teams. Like This is a, a clone that we know, that we've seen grow up. We saw him coming out of Kamino. We saw him become an ARC trooper. Um, yeah, this, it's, yeah, this one stings. This one's a big blow to the, to the squad. And uh, it's, it, it is a, a loss that will be felt through the seasons, right, as we spend more time with the clone troopers moving forward. You know, Echo's losses resonates <laughs> and i didn't mean to do that but i did so let's go ahead let's check back in with the jedi masters at the temple to see what their next move is here master kenobi what has happened i'm afraid we've had a situation with the shuttle by situation he means big explosion we're gonna need a rescue it will be done i'm sending our cruisers now all right so that's kind of sort of where we end up <laughs> but let's go ahead and check in with our heroes as as they have to to hold up and wait for for the rescue to come and uh they know it's not going to be easy so let's check it out this landscape is almost impossible to cross how are we going to get to the rendezvous point that is the trap of the Citadel. It was designed so it would be almost impossible for fugitives to get off the surface, even if they escape the tower. How lucky we're not just any fugitives. I hope you're right. Alright, that's where we end. The second installment of the Citadel trilogy. Yeah, big loss here, big craziness. Um, it's, 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 it's just wild, right? And again, I was, I was sort of, I said, sort of forgotten that this was the episode in which Echo, uh, uh, you know, seemingly dies, uh, only to be, to be resurrected later on in the show, uh, and, and be a very, very changed version of Echo from the one, the one that we saw, uh, growing up on Camino and, and advancing into an arc trooper. Uh, so I, I, again, this is a great episode that, that third act is just so action-packed. I mean, it's crazy bananas. The consequences, the stakes are so high. They're so real in this one. Um, and again, the, the sort of the beginning of that of that Tarkin-Anakin-Skywalker relationship is very, very interesting to me, uh, as well as, you know, getting to getting to understand more of Tarkin's thoughts on uh, why the Jedi are ineffective. Uh, I, I like a lot of that stuff. I think it's all really, really interesting. And again, this is only the middle installment. We still have a lot to get to in the third chapter, in the final chapter of uh, the citadel and if you think the deaths are gonna are gonna ratchet down they're gonna take it down a notch no 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 that if anything they pick it up and and there are serious consequences and there's some philosophical issues to get to as well as you know for the military aspects of of the nexus roots to the jedi's uh protecting protectiveness of the nexus roots so we'll talk a lot about that more in the next installment in as we close out the citadel trilogy uh, because, again, you're, we're going to see those elements that, that have been there since day one of the Clone Wars. The political uh, slash government sort of reasoning for doing things in the way the Jedi are trying to do things and then how they are 
oftentimes in conflict with one another. And another sign that the Jedi downfall is eminent and just around the corner. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for our review. Like I said, this one's a, this one's eight stars, easy, maybe even eight and a half. If I'm if I'm really feel, if I'm really feeling it, really if I'm feeling a little saucy, you know what I mean. But yeah, this is a, the Citadel trilogy is awesome. Uh, we are in the midst of a great, great, great period here in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Uh, the the closing out of season three is just bananas crazy, and it's it's hard to top it. It really, really is. So I we don't even try. We just embrace it. We go with it because it's delightful. All right, let's get out of here. But before we do, we have to do that thing that we need to do, <laughs> which is thanking the official members. The, the Mando Vision Maniacs, which you can become at patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. You can join the Maniacs and gain access to sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content, possibly even Death Star plans. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's all about the Bothans. If the Bothans can't help me out this time, we're, 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 we're in trouble. Thank you to recurring Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail. Jeff's got a, bring, a, a, a music podcast. Check it out. It's called The Ringing Ear. It's a great time. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evil, evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, our very own Jerker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. The Silent Assassin, he who should not be named. And Syndicate Ram, the co-host of the Come On Is So Good podcast, a good friend of ours. So uh, thank you all so much for being Patreons. I hope you're digging the sweet bonus content. And there's a new bonus show coming out. Um, ooh, I think it's going to be coming out this week. I think that's the plan. So get ready for that one. It's going to be exciting. All right. We're going to get out of here, Bucketheads. You know what that means. This podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And I'm a big fan of your beer, too. <laughs>